0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Elizabeth Overton, and I am delighted, per usual, to be here with you today. I have a phenomenal guest on the show today, and it's going to be a juicy one. So, today on the show, I have Denitra Hampton. She is a registered nurse and the producer and founder of the newly launched production company, Four Nurses by Nurses Productions. So, Denitra, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. I am honored to be able to be a part of your show and uh, like we have, you know, talked about previously, it is an absolute wonderful uh, platform. So thank you for having me.
0: You are so welcome. So I want to just get right to it because I feel like this could be a three hour show because there's so much richness and who you are and what you are sharing with the world. So I would love to, um, so I know you, but for those of, um, in the world who might be listening that don't know you, could you just share a little bit about, you know, kind of uh, a little bit about your journey and, and kind of how you got to where you are now, Denitra?
1: Well, you know, as nurses, you know, we have so many um, hats that we wear. And I think if you ask any nurse, they have so many pathways that they have traveled to get to where they are. So I will keep everybody... Uh, On this long path, but what I will say is this I started my my nursing career as a military nurse. I'm a retired lieutenant from the United States Naval Nurse Corps. So I did 22 years in the Navy. So that's where I initially started uh, my nursing. That's where I learned how to be a nurse. That is Denetra's pedigree. I am a retired Navy nurse. And I have to say, it is one of my um, greatest badges of honor to have been able to serve in that capacity. And then, you know, dovetailing on to that, just being able to serve as a nurse, period. Um, after I left the Navy in 2010, so I'm telling my age here. <laughs> I left the Navy in 2010, and, you know, initially had this, this, uh, this uh, educational course. I was um, teaching uh, the NCLEX, but, you know, it, it blossomed into something else. Uh, besides the traditional uh, course of teaching the NCLEX. So I went went from teaching nursing science on a chalkboard to now producing a, a, a film and now launching this uh, production company for Nurses by Nurses. So, um, so many things I have done, but initially uh, where we are now, it uh, all started from me having served my country.
0: Mm. Well, thank you for your service, seriously. Um, that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And I want to, there's a lot of just in this one conversation to unpack, Denitra. So I love what you said about, you know, you started sh- by sharing science on the chalkboard and it turned into, um, you know, something, something different. I think there's something in this about when we say yes, right. When we show up, when we're, we're in it for service to others, it organically can turn into something so much more evolved. So can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think um, when you are on purpose, and oftentimes a lot of people say, you know, how do I find my purpose? You know, what am I supposed to be doing in this world is, the thing is your purpose will find you. You don't find your purpose. And I knew without a doubt, and I I believe that there's probably not a lot of people who can say without a doubt, but I knew what I was supposed to be doing, that I had found my purpose when I was at that child board teaching nursing science based on the impact that it was having on the lives of the students. Now, God didn't give me the average student. He gave me the, the students who had been out of nursing school from seven years to actually I have, you know, helped a student who'd been out of school 30 years and couldn't pass that NCLEX from five times all the way up to 20 times. So there was a specific purpose that I had when I was teaching nursing science. And you're going to know what that is simply by the impact that it is having on people's lives. So that simple, you know, course, it turned into a bigger platform in film. And that nursing science now has you know, hemorrhaged over to film. And now we are telling nursing science in a whole nother way. That is the power of purpose. And it's the power of divine order. So yes, absolutely. I went from just being obedient in the small things. And then it blossomed into what we are talking to, talking about now.
0: Okay, this is so good. So let us talk now about this incredible um, transition from the Blackboard to a huge platform of film. Can you please share with our listeners this incredible uh, documentary that you have created and you're about to go on tour
1: with, right? Going on to list, this documentary is called The Black Angels, A Nurses Story. Now, the Black Angels were 300 African-American nurses who um, were, you know, they came from different areas of the South to, to care for patients with tuberculosis back in the time in the 1940s when, you know, segregation was rampant. And they, this story is hailed out of Staten Island, New York. And these African-American nurses went in to Seaview Hospital. And they cared for these patients at a time where there was no cure. And white nurses refused. And I say that because that is a matter of fact. And that is just history. That is the lesson that we all get in this documentary. You had people who decided that because of, of, of the fact that they were nurses. They wanted to work as nurses, because we're talking about a time of segregation where you know, African-American nurses couldn't work in the same place as white nurses did. But we had patients who had tuberculosis and they didn't have anybody to care for those patients. And then these people came and they provided that care. Now, the term black angels didn't come from people. That term came from the patients themselves. Because all they saw were black nurses. So they started to call them the black angels. And the black angels, not only were they, you know, known, this story, you know, uncovers this, this heroic effort of these nurses, but it also talks about their contribution to, to medicine and to science because Seaview Hospital was the birthplace for the cure for tuberculosis. Dr. Robert Robichek found the cure for tuberculosis at CU Hospital, where the Black Angels took care of these patients. And so this documentary unfolds this story. And it talks about one particular nurse in, in particular. Her name is Marjorie Tucker-Reed. And I was blessed. I was literally, I can't even, I don't even know if blessed is the word for it. But Marjorie Reed was 92 years old, and she was a black angel who worked at that particular time with Dr. Robert Brokaczek, and I got to interview her. We lost her doing production of this, this uh, documentary. Uh, we, it was over a year and three months that we did this documentary, but we lost Marjorie. But I was able to interview her and her family, and it is remarkable that I was able to get that interview from her. Her, her story, her, her journey through Seabue Hospital, her journey through nursing, and the fact that she, uh, everything that she talks about on why she decided um, that you know being a nurse and having served people, whether they had tuberculosis or not, had, a, had whatever disease they had, it was because she was a nurse whether she was black, white, whatever, it was because she uh, was put there to serve and she wanted to do that. And so this documentary is not just about the fact that we have African-American nurses who did this, but it also talks about the fact that how they contributed to nursing science and to medicine. But then dovetailing onto that, it talks about one in particular, Miss Marjorie Reed. So it's an amazing story and I, I'm probably like, all of the other nurses who are listening to this podcast never heard of that story when it crossed my path. I had never heard of Staten Island, New York. But I tell you, when I went down to Staten Island and did these interviews and, and was able to embrace that, um, this story and walk into um, CV Hospital, CV Hospital is no longer abandoned now, but to be in that space where these nurses um, showed who they were and what they did, and how they did it. Um, It was breathtaking. Um, I don't know, um, people ask me when I go to panels, Liz, what was it like to meet Marjorie Reed? And what I always say is that time stood still. When I met Marjorie, time stood still. Because when I actually sat down with her, I didn't know that it would be my last time talking to her because we, she died after I talked to her. So it was the gift that God gave me to tell this story. So time still still just long enough for me to get from her everything that I needed to be able to tell this story. Because I, in my little pea self, I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough courage. I didn't have enough humility, and I didn't have enough honor that these women had. So God placed me in that space so that I could receive from Marjorie the things that I needed, more of that, those three things so that I could complete this project and share it with the world. It's been an amazing journey. And I tell you, I am still, my cup is still overflowing from that experience. And the energy that is, is still in me It's as if Marjorie gave me all of the 300 Black Angels energy so that I could go and tell this story. And so now we are going on tour this fall. Uh, The very first stop is Duke University. And we'll be moving on to places like John Hopkins, UCLA, University of South Carolina. I mean, I'm really, really excited about being able to, to tell people about this story and my experience. It's a learning lesson, not just for the present, but the past and also for the students who are not just coming into this profession, but the people who are thinking about coming into this profession and for them to understand that we as a whole, no matter the culture, no matter where we come from, when you come into this profession of nursing, when you make that decision that I want to be a nurse, You have just stepped into something that is probably, in my opinion, I could be biased, the most powerful profession in the world. And that's because of who we are from a cultural standpoint, from a service standpoint, and from a scientific standpoint, because of who we are and who we represent. And we need to be able to tell those stories from one spectrum to the other. That's just how powerful the story is. And I'm hoping that it is, that's the awareness that it's going to give to everybody who's able to see the documentary.
0: Okay. So, wow, wow, wow. I often get angel bumps during my interviews, and this is no exception. When you were speaking about Marjorie and how divine is it that, wow, this, like this whole documentary, right? What a tribute to Marjorie, Denitra. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, in her family, and you know, she was actually born right here in Norfolk, Virginia, where I'm at. So, how what a coincidence! That's not coincidence, but you know, that's another thing. God gave me this thing, and I was able to go to the house that she was born in, and it was still there. That's how amazing this thing was. Those are the gifts. Liz, those were the gifts and the pearls that God gave me for this documentary. It was just unheard of. And you're talking about a person who had never picked up a camera before, who had never, you know, did anything with film, didn't think that film was going to be part of my, my journey. And, you know, like I said, everything happened for me a one, two, three punch. I was teaching nursing signs on the chalkboard. Then I had to be producing a film. And then God said, now launch this production company. So it was one, two, three for Denitra. Never did any of this stuff before. And then all of a sudden we have this untold story as if it was waiting um, just for me. And, um, you know, because I, as I go around, it's like no one has ever heard of it. And I'm like, how has no one ever heard of a story like this. And um, I'm really blessed. And so I, I don't take it lightly. And that's why it was important for me to give it everything that I had. And it was important for me to make sure that Marjorie's story was told authentically, and that I, I represented her in a way that I know that she would be proud of. And so I, I think when people see this documentary, they are just going to be so overwhelmed at the power of not just this profession but you know just the power of the fact that uh we have people who are willing to do the things that they did you know african-american women have always been uh women who have come in and taken over things that other people refused to do i mean that's no secret um and this is no exception um, in those particular times and even today we still have some of those things who have you know, we have hemorrhaged over into the society. Even today, here we are in 2019. The fact of the matter is that we are now able to tell this story and it's a wonderful thing and it's a great thing for the profession.
0: Okay. So two things I definitely want to, to explore a little bit further. One is what an amazing tool, medium, venue, for nurses to literally look through a different lens and and really feel empowered, inspired, motivated, like like what's possible? I, I believe I believe there is nothing that you can't do as a nurse, and so I agree with you that it is one of the most profound, amazing professions. And I absolutely thank you. I bow to you in gratitude for what you are doing for the profession. Like seriously. Wow.
1: You know, I, I, I often say too, my my tag for my, my company is this. And you'll see me, you know, saying it around everyone has a story. Every nurse has a story. Live a life worth telling and tell a great story. So I say that almost in every one of my videos, and it is now become my branding tag for my film because uh, my company is now being focused on not just you know bringing awareness to the role of a nurse scientist but also bringing awareness to the amazing stories that every nurse has to tell and I hope that I'm going to encourage people to not wait until you're gone to tell your story tell it now so that people can know can learn from you and that um, you know people will know who you were what you've done how well you did it, and why you chose nursing, and what impact you made in this world. Um, It's one thing to, you know, live a life, do well, do great service, and no one know who you are. But it's another thing when you have done that and people are able to learn from your life and learn why you made those decisions and hopefully be impacted and inspired by that. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do that for nurses um, as we move forward today. So beautiful. I cannot wait
0: to get this out. Um, I'm putting this out today. This has to be out into the world. Uh, <laughs> <this is amazing. laughs> okay. The other thing is, you know, you said, um, I didn't have the courage. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the humility. What what did it take, Denetra? What did you have to do? What did you have to let go of to be able to receive this gift from Mr.
1: God. Miss yes. Liz, I'm telling you, you know, you know, this solo entrepreneurship thing, you know, we're all doing this stuff out here. We're trying to figure this stuff out and what is best, you know, whether it is ideas, whether it's money, whatever the case may be. I was a solo entrepreneur and I still am, but I was running a small business. And when you're running a business, money is everything. So all of a sudden, God says, you're going to produce a film. So number one, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I'm saying to myself, and I had to sit back and say to God, too, you want me to do what? I want you to produce this film. And not not film it. You know, he sent me a guy to film it. Now, that's just how genius he is. He had all that stuff all fixed up. But he said to me, "You, you have the responsibility. So you have the responsibility and you're going to produce it. And I'm saying to myself, with what? Well, for any believers out there and divine folk, you know that where there's purpose, there's provision. And it's just waiting in the wing. All you have to do is say yes. And when I stepped out on faith, everything that I needed showed up. Literally. And I mean, it showed up in ways that I could have never imagined that it would have uh, shown up. And so I was able to have all of the things that I needed to finish this film and did it effortlessly. That's how genius God is. You won't have to struggle. When you are on purpose and you are in divine order, it's effortless. I mean, I literally could walk out my door and someone say, or something happened, that provided for me to make sure that I was able to do this film. And it was so overwhelming that I literally had to come t- sometime in my office and just, just ball because I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't grasp that God trusted me this much with this project. And not only did he trust me, but he was giving me everything that I needed to do it. So yes, this is what I say about, you know, being on purpose, being in divine order, I had to go through all of that stuff to make this thing work. And in the final analysis, it's like now I'm in overflow because, you know, I never gave up. I, I did what I knew to do. And then I will actually, I will say, I will go on the record and say, God did do the rest. I did everything that I knew to do. And he provided the people, he provided Um, the, everything that I needed, the provision, I mean, everything he provided it, it literally fell out of the sky, literally. And all I did was use the gift that he had already given me. I'm the narrator in the documentary. And that came from me learning how to teach. I mean, when you talk about purpose, you're talking about nothing is wasted. All of that time that I spent at that chalkboard. I had to use those skills to write the script, to narrate. I had to use those skills to direct. I had to do all of that. So nothing is wasted when you are moving and transitioning into a bigger territory. So yes, um, it was difficult, but it was effortless. It was more scary than it was anything okay this is like the
0: best tweetable ever um i did everything i knew to do and and god did the rest so for nurses listening you already know what to do yep you already know what to do and and bottom line
1: hashtag faith um hello (laughs) yes you know you have to be but you know the thing is this with entrepreneurship entrepreneurship Liz, i i would not be doing it if I didn't believe that it was um, of God. I just would not, because entrepreneurship is hard. I can't imagine doing something like this and not having it be a purpose. So um, I would, you know, go home if if I knew that I wasn't being directed by God. And so that's just how important it is to me, um, because you know, having stayed in it this long, having been in the game. You know, as a solo entrepreneurship, as a solo entrepreneur, if if I hadn't had those continuous divine signs, those continuous divine, you know, whispers, as Oprah says, if I hadn't had those things that were specifically designed for me, you probably wouldn't be talking to me today. This
0: is really what this show is all about, right? Divine downloads uh, to me. A, d- a divine download. I think we have many, many, many of them in our lifetimes, but I think a real divine download is that is that wisdom, that upload, the download, the hit in between the eyes with the two by four. It's something wisdom, right? That we are in the position to be able to receive mind, body, soul. And when we do, we're not the same human. So this whole discussion to me is a divine download. Do you have um, another one that you would want to share, or that's that really like just changed you and how you show
1: up? You know, really quickly, because um, I know there's so many nurses who are doing entrepreneurship, and you know, entrepreneurship has been around for you know centuries, long before it's become trendy. Now, um, this is why I say I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for. It being my purpose, um, you truly. Ha- this is what I say to to people who are saying to themselves, you know, how do I know I'm supposed to be doing this? And you know, what is it? You know, why is it so hard? Why is this something that um, I just can't figure out? I've been going on it and going on it for years, and nothing's happening. Well. This is what I say about it. And this is just my experience about entrepreneurship in a divine way. When you are in flow, you literally are like an acrobat. And when you are on purpose, it is effortless. So if you are truly struggling in a way that nothing is happening for you, now I get that people say oh you know the hustle and the and the you know the grind okay yes you know that happens but if you are in the hand of God you are going it is going to be very it's going to be much smoother for you than those who are on the grind and the hustle what i can say about how things have happened for me is I went from one space to the next space. And when you go from one space to the next space and you are in divine order, there is no block. You just instantly go there because you have fulfilled everything that you needed to in the previous space. This is what I say about me teaching nursing science on the child board. I did everything in a humble and graceful way on that level for the amount of time that the universe required. And once I did that, it was as if there was nothing really I had to do, except be ready to go to the next space. And when the next space was ready, it was okay, now you're going to be a producer because now your, your territory is getting ready to enlarge. You've already shown God that you are going to be faithful in a little shop in Suffolk. You've already, you've already did that. And you did it with, with with grace and with humility. And you know, purpose just flows. It ha- but it has a divine order. All you have to do is serve. And so I served at the chalkboard. And then now I transitioned into, I call this a huge transition. And so now I'm transitioning into a new whole nother platform that is reaching thousands and millions and globally. It's going in a direction that I never imagined. So just imagine having served once I serve here, the same way that I did at the chalkboard in this little shop. There is no limit to what the next transition is going to be. So when you are building a business and you're building it on purpose and divinity, all you have to do is stay low and of service. And everything else serves. It will serve you well. So
0: good. And I think I really want people to hear is that this this did not happen in three weeks.
1: No, didn't happen in three weeks. But I tell you, um, you know, you don't know the timing. That's the great thing about faith. I mean, faith and obedience. We don't know uh, what God's timing is. The thing is that, when you are when you are on purpose for me, you're always gonna be in that in that space where the universe is going to speak to you and you have to believe in that and you have to trust in that. Um it could be you know five years, it could be 10 years, whatever that case may be for you. And it, you know, you have to make that decision about whether or not you want to trust God's timing. That's the thing. Faith is about God's timing, not your timing. Amen. Well, I mean, it could, you know, you could have served your thing in two years where he wanted you to be in one space. And the thing is, spaces are not huge. Sometimes they're little bitty spaces. You can go from one little space to the next little space till you ready to get to the other big space. Everything is about becoming. It's about becoming who you are supposed to be. And sometimes if you miss the mark, you got to stay in that space a little longer till you get what you're supposed to get because you can't move on until you become the person that you're supposed to be for the people who are waiting for you.
0: Ooh, so good. So bottom line, faith, patience, persistence.
1: Yes. And you know, obedience and obedience has definite, different definitions for everyone, but of faith, it means, you know, authentic and transparent. Being obedient means that you are doing it. Even when it no longer serves you well, So
0: good. Well, you know what I failed to do at the beginning of the show. I like to tell people like how I connected with my guests because I think at the end of the day, life all just comes down to meaningful connection and relationships. yeah. and I, of course, I have connected with so many amazing humans on the interwebs, and the way the reason that I was attracted to you in the very beginning, Was your travel photos? I was like living vicariously through you, Denisha. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and I want to share this as well because I, it's you know, a lot of times, and especially solopreneurs, is that I will compare my chapter three to your chapter 15, and in comparison is the thief of joy and it serves no purpose, and it's also part of the human experience, it's something that we we do, and so I. Um, even six months ago, I would have been afraid to, to reach out to you because, you know, you're way out of my league.
1: Um, and well, I, so- wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that, but I would, you know, sometimes our, um, spaces, Remember we talk about spaces, mm-hmm. sometimes we're in different spaces and, um, you know, we have just become something different at particular times than other people. And perception makes us think all of those things, just like comparison and perception. I mean, you can have a person who is um, doing, seems to be doing all of these things, but you know, emotionally and physically they're a wreck. So it just depends on uh, your perception of all of that. But you know, hey, it's just a space that we're in.
0: I love that. So I want to encourage anybody out there, if you have an idea, trust your gut, follow your faith and and take the steps and stick with it because you know tenacity and persistence and and patience we live in this instant gratification society and people yes. give up people give up right before the big breakthrough. So if if this is you right now and you want to give up, don't. <laughs> because the magic is on the other side of the grit and and the persistence. So I want to thank you so much for And here, uh, one more thing I want to share before we wrap up. And and when you said that you didn't have all the things that Marjorie had, I believe that when we're attracted to somebody else, it's because uh, we have within us what they're also projecting, and we're and that's you know we're attracted to something that's also within us, and it's just that we need to we need to connect with that person, and then I mean I just think that's that's
1: the truth, right? So oh, oh, sure. I mean uh, when I said that. I mean, every every sense of it. I mean, you have this huge story that we're talking about, and who that literally has potential to, you know, move around the world. But there was this one person who was left to be able to give me what I needed, and the amazing thing is that the universe connected us because I couldn't have done it without meeting her, and so that was the magic, in all of that uh, divine. Now that, that's the divine download, child. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. And I um I have what I call a miracle consciousness. I, I kind of expect miracles, meaning I I just think that there, why wouldn't there be miracles, you know? Yeah, I, I, love, that, that. I right? love that. I love that. <laughs> I, love
1: that. I so, expect miracles. Oh, yes.
0: And so when you, um, there's a beautiful writer, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Florence Scovel Shen. She was a writer in the actual, the 30s and 40s. And she says, you, uh, you receive what you prepare for.
1: Yes. I love that.
0: Isn't that so good? When I
1: heard that, I was like, what? Oh, yep. my gosh. You so- receive what you prepare for and you receive what you are prepared for. Yes. Nothing, nothing that's meant for you is going to miss you. Mm. Nothing. That, that is so good. That is the truth. It, you know, if, if you're, When you're ready, it's coming straight for you. Trust me. My mom used to say, be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it. <laughs> yep. and, and energy is real. Energy is real. When you have bad negative feelings and all of these things going on, you're going to get all of that in your life. But when you come out into this world every day and you project something that is positive and that is light, you're going to attract that. Just like with our work and everything that we do. When you have quality work and excellence, you attract that.
0: So good. Well, so please let people know, Denitra, how they can get in your vortex, young lady.
1: Well, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. And I am at Nurse D3 on all of them. <laughs> Tell and me about, what's the D3? Oh, honey, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Ah! I love it. <laughs> that, that's, that's awesome. Crazy. That three, that's my three, the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. The trifecta. Yes, the trifecta. You do not go anywhere without that. But I'm on all of that. You can follow me there. Uh, My website, our production company website is www.4nursesbynurses.org. Please go out and subscribe. Stay connected and um, stay focused on uh, the tour. I'll be posting a lot of things coming up about our, our tour. And if you think that your your facility, your academic institution, museum or library would like to host a screening, you can also do that and find that information on the website.
0: So, so much goodness. Well, thank you uh, for connecting with me today, Denitra, and for sharing your story. And what a beautiful story of Marjorie. And um, and thank you for literally reigniting the fire. Uh, Florence Nightingale is having a party right now.
1: I'm sure she is. (laughs) And the Black Angels. Yes, and the Black (laughs) Angels. Oh my gosh! Well, anything else? They're all up there having a party.
0: Totally having a party, and just in deep gratitude to you for having this vision. And really, I just want to acknowledge you for. Having the courage, having the uh, chutzpah, having the tenacity, what an incredible gift you're giving to to the world, the nursing profession, to the Black angels. Um, Really, really, I just want to acknowledge you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Liz. And, you know, thank you for inviting me. You are doing a fantastic job. Again, like I said, um, I always try to lend my voice in any kind of way to people and my colleagues who are doing exceptional work. And thank you for everything that you're doing. Mm -mm -mm.
0: Thank you. And I want to thank my listeners. If this is your first time, thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back. And if you're a repeat listener, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing this for the fans, the listeners. Thanks for letting me come in between your ears. And um, please leave me a review if, if you're loving what we're putting down over here so we can reach more people. And until next time, remember that you are fully supported even and especially in the times when you feel like you're not sending you much love till next time. Bye-bye.